isn't like today, uh, you know, yet the other day on the, the, the recovery meeting, somebody was talking about jealousy. I don't think she'll mind. It's not about her really. It's about this idea of jealousy. And then she was thinking uh, she was going to need to make amends to the person and then set out on a course not to be jealous. Yeah. Sounds like a typical move. But this, the message is, has a different uh, target. We're just seeing, well, who is it that was jealous? Yeah. And if it wasn't you, you're going to lose interest in the jealousy. And one of the aspects of interest in the jealousy is trying to change it. You're probably going to lose interest in that. And there'll be an acceptance and incredibly wonder upon wonder, the idea of jealousy as it relates to quote unquote, you will change. Yes. Yeah. So instead of like, oh, jealousy, I'm jealous. Yeah. So there's the jealousy, which happens. The action figure has a program, there's program, and that program reacts to stimuli, whatever it may be. Thoughts are probably the biggest stimuli most of us are reacting to. Yeah. Most of us are reacting to the head more than anything else, literally, because mm -hmm. there's an addiction to the head. So we, we're not reacting to smells as much or, you know, it's the head take on everything. Yeah. So there's a reaction. So let's say someone looks really cool and there's a program as this action figure that you're not cool. So then there's jealousy kicks off. And so you're jealous of that person looking cool. And you may even be wishing them bad, you know, you know what I mean? And, uh, okay. And usually... When that's noticed, the idea that it's you isn't noticed, it's the idea that you are jealous is noticed. And now you are gonna set off on a course not to be jealous, yeah? So there's a bondage of self that's presupposed and assumed, and then it's reinforced by another reaction to the reaction. So there's the reaction from the programming to the stimuli, and then there's another mental reaction to that, which is all about you. So now the reaction, the program reaction to the stimuli was jealous, jealousy. Yeah. But now it becomes very personal. You are the one who's jealous. Okay. All right. So now what am I going to do with that? Seems to be unbearable sometimes. So I'm going, you, the one that's jealous is now going to become a you that's not jealous. Good luck. You know, I had this when I got into recovery. I learned I learned uh, about what they call resentment. And I'd wake up in the morning. I say, I'm not going to have a resentment today. And then like five minutes later, a resentment appeared. Yes, because I wasn't having the resentment. The resentment was triggered from programming. Yeah. And then it, I don't need it. Honey, no. well, yeah. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. That would have been like I was already dead and you gave me, you know, the right the ritual at the end. You've missed the point. I passed away already. I've entered the ethers. <laughs> so this is the thing I ran into a lot sharing this message is the sense of personalness that stays like almost an atmospheric scent. Yeah. So whatever happens, there's a feeling that you had a lot to do with it, yeah? And so I feel that 
there's a lot more value in seeing you're not the you that had a lot to do with it than being a master of all that you have a lot to do with. I just, it just was too much. It just because one, I, after I got through one pile, there was another fucking pile. Yes. If I got through the trauma of the family of origin here on earth, I would make up a family of origin from Mars, the head. Yes. It's always going to be something. And so, so instead of following the same direction to the same dry trough, maybe just stop and hear a new idea, which is non-duality, basically. Because non-duality doesn't have a lot of weight in uh, jealousy or not jealousy. It has a weight in the sense of being the one who's doing or having or being done to by all this stuff. Because the programming is going to react to the stimuli. It is. Now, if you keep calling it your reaction, you're going to attempt to change the programming as part of the programming. Yeah, it's just like that old idea when you saw you wanted to be a rebel. It was, I saw it really beautifully in a movie called The Matrix. Yeah, The Matrix, and I may have changed the whole thing, but this is how I see it now. There was one part in The Matrix where Nemo, Neo, whatever, he's the chosen one. He's the whatever, the savior, the Christ-like character. He was, he was coming to save the day. And he looked the part, you know, long, long leather jack coat with the Ray-Bans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so somehow he ends up in a room and he's meeting up another manifestation of the mainframe, the programming called the architect a big, you know, one of the fundamental programs of the whole matrix. And the guy, he's in a room with these little like old fishbowl TVs and they, they're all having Neo in some action figure thing, you know, you know, punching Mr. S you know, Agent Smith or something like this. And so the guy goes, oh, Neo, Neo, the savior or something like this. And then he starts saying, oh yeah, Neo. Uh, this aberration in the programming happened, you're like the seventh savior, yeah? The programming has absorbed. You're not outside the programming. You wanting to save everyone from the programming is part of the programming now. So you could see that you revolt against the system, but the system has now sort of grown around it. So you're revolting against the system and you can only protest on a Saturday and it's not anywhere near the corporations that you want to protest. It's like five miles away and you may feel better, but it's not doing shit. It's been neutralized by the system itself. You get to feel better, let's say, but it's not moving anything. Yeah, yeah. So here, so this idea, there's, there's definitely a reaction to the stimuli. This is where I feel you need to see if you have ownership or not. Because if you don't, if you think you have ownership, that shit's going to own you. Yeah. If you feel like the thoughts are yours, the thoughts are going to have you. They all have the ability to ruin your day. Yeah. By the owning of you. Because if you own them, they own you. This is duality in a sense. One action as a reaction. So you take ownership of something, that something now has a lot of power over you. So now everyone, of course, let's not look at the thinker. Let's look at the thinking. Let's practice thoughts. Let's have nice thoughts all day. Yes, but see, 
nice thoughts or bad thoughts are both reinforcing the thinker, yeah? There'll be a different climate, yes. There'll be maybe cooler. You'll be in a temperate, more temperate zone, but the bondage of self is still the dominant de denominator, yeah? Because you are claiming to be the one and the other. So I've had good thoughts and I'm having bad thoughts. You've never had a thought. How about that? Yeah, because I found there's never an end to the seeking relief in the forest of thoughts. You're going to be fucking roaming around with affirming machetes. And as soon as you cut something down, it's going to grow back in another way. Yeah. I saw it. I it was it was it was frustrating. And after years of having it all turned into blaming you for not have done enough, you should have sat longer. You should have did more penance. You should have, oh, purified. You know, it was always, the lacking was always put on this when in fact it's fundamentally lacking because we're misunderstanding. We're starting at a manufactured point and that manufactured point is giving meaning to everything. And so the stimuli is really just reacting to the meaning that the thing has been given because there are no things. As Buddhism says, everything is inherently empty. There's a transfer of meaning as we're living. So there's a lot of meaning coming through us and is, and is being given to things. And then those things bite us in the ass, so to speak, with the meaning we've given them. We have no fucking idea of this. We're, we're just, we're living on a consequential level and not even, sometimes the blow, you notice it five years later. We're so out to lunch, yeah? We're just getting whacked constantly. And we're just trying to, you know, it's like we find ourselves in the hallway of shit and fans. And so how am I going to turn off that fan? And how can I dodge the shit? But the thing is, the hallway of shit and fans does not turn on until you enter. As soon as the action finger enters, it becomes a hallway of shit and fan. Yeah. So now the action figure wants to stay in the hallway, but wants to take away all the fans and shit. It doesn't work, yeah? If you lose interest in the action figure, the, whole, the shit and fans is gonna, the, the meaning is going to change. What you respond to it as will be different than the stimuli. You'll see the stimulation, I mean, the uh, programming reaction, but you won't re react with it. You were not signing, you're not co-signing anymore. So it may say you're gonna do it, but you don't do it, yes? So now when it says left, you're going straight. When it keeps it, you go, you know, it keeps giving you, it's like you can't turn off the GPS. It keeps giving you directions, but you're not taking the directions, yeah? So you're hearing it, but you're not listening to it. It's quite different, yeah? And I feel these are effects from hearing the message of non-duality because non-duality is saying, this is not another call to arms. This is a disarming message. You are what you are looking for. That, how more disarming can it be? Yeah. When you look at your closet full of guns and spiritual you know, uniforms and everything like that, no, it's disarming, yes? And it's always disarming. So every time the old habit it cuts it down, cuts it down. And then basically, even the action figure programming gets subdued and changes. Yeah. The action figure actually changes begrudgingly, but it changes. Yes. So 
This is the message. The message is you are not going to get it. Fantastic. Yeah. You never had it. And you are never going to lose it. That's the beauty of it. Because you are it. And you can't know what you being what you are. You can find out while being what you are, but you can't know being what you are because you'd have to be something else to know it. Yeah. You can't know what you are. You can be what you are and know a lot of other shit. Yeah. This is the fundamental plank of non-duality. And you just keep putting it out, putting it out, putting it out. And you know, oh yes, this is sand. It doesn't matter. Just keep putting it out. And then, then that plank will be seen almost like a diving board. And then you just, and then you go in and now you're swimming. Yes. All that you hope for from all this activity you have now, which is relief from having to have all that activity. Yeah. So the real liberation is from the need to be liberated. That's what you're liberated from. You're freed from it. You're freed from this incredible idea that you somehow, and it's probably because you're really a fuck up, are out of the moment and you got to get back in the moment. Yeah. No, that's over. You can never be out of a moment. That's done. Yeah. And so basically all of its game boards, you shrink. Yeah. It can't use the past as much as it used to. Yeah. Oh, if you, you would have been a professional surfer if you hadn't gotten run over by a car, but I did get run over by a car. <laughs> the if doesn't make anything different. Yeah. Fuck it. Should I, could I, would I, it doesn't matter why you go to, you don't go down those roads anymore. Yeah. So basically all the interest attention that was constantly being sent on these wild goose cases doesn't go anymore. It doesn't react to that whistle. The head's whistle, the false evidence doesn't provoke a sense of it's real. So now interest and attention is here and that's the presence. The presence is undirected interest and attention. Yeah. Why you don't feel present because it's the interest and attention is beginning sucked up the ass of self into the realm of what's not happening. Yeah. So you are present, but you're present to that. Yeah. So when that which is happening is present to that which is not happening, the not happening can override the presence of what's happening because the presence, us, is taking it to be real. And therefore, it goes to the past and the future instead of resting in the present. Because everything in the past and the future would be completely neutered by the presentness of here. Just here, being here, gives you the eye to see of the shit that's presented all fucking day. There's no, there's none of this. All this is dreaming. So for something to appear that isn't appearing really, it has to seem to appear. So where best that which is not appearing, where best could it seem to appear in something called the past? Yeah, I have pictures of me in Hawaii five years ago. Yeah. I have mental pictures. I have physical pictures. I was there. And therefore, what I, who I'm worrying about is the me that you was there, because that me is going to be there later. 
So I'm super afraid for that me that I was because I know I'm going to be, I will be it. This is how it arrives at I am it now. It's constantly remembering self. It's an addiction, really, because for something that isn't true to appear to be true, there's a lot of production involved. A lot of shit has to be unremembered. A lot of shit has to seemingly be forgotten for you to be it. Yeah. So that so now we're present to what's not happening more so than what's happening. And what's not happening is presenting false evidence. And to the present, it's appearing real. And so we're relying on the on the programming to lead us through the reactions to the stimuli. Yeah. So we see threats where there aren't any. So there comes the resentment and the anxiety. All this shit happens. We're living in a fucking kaleidoscopic dreaming. Yeah. The dreaming of this and then the mental contortions going on. Have you ever sat in sometimes at the airport? I'm sitting and you're nearest people and you look at them more longer than at 30 seconds. You look at their eyes like three minutes. I used to see them at a table. They'd be like this and then their legs were going fucking crazy underneath. It's just insane. It's just totally fucked up. This is, I just look. They're like following mental flies. It's just insane. Yeah, I just talked about that thing I can't get over with that video of the bus that got flipped over and they had a, they had a, 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 a camera in the bus. So there was this young, like a teenage girl that was sitting in the front and the camera was up here and she's going tumbling and all she's holding on to is a phone. She's tumbling, the whole bus is like this and she's just, oh, and you can see, she's like holding this, fucking unbelievable. The, the phone had more of her than she had. She had all the pictures all the TikToks, all this, yeah? Save the phone. <laughs> it was amazing. See, when push comes to shove, you can really see it. Like we always use the thing about, you see someone riding a nice bike, it starts going off the cliff, they try to save the bike. The person tumbles down, but they save their $2,000 bike as if they were less than $2,000. Their own value by the head was less than the value of the bike. Save the bike. <laughs> I mean, you're going to talk to me blue in the face when you see that. You saw the you saw the example. You saw it plain day, the emperor with no clothes. You saw where the value really lies. Yeah. You can't get out because you're not in. That's the only point. This is all entertaining yes that's so funny because you can be on a train of thought and then when it stops it seems to stop immediately and you've never left the station you're always at the same place you were before present <laughs> you're like going crazy crazy something stops it what <laughs> you know you thought you think we think we get on all the trains we never left the station the trains are coming through the whole story of paul is appearing on the screen, not as the screen. We are as the screen. And now the interest attention has been moved from the screen to what's appearing on the screen through the mental fucking manufacturing. 
the ideation of self is what's appearing on the screen. So a lot of times our interest and attention is just on the surface. It's just living the movie, yeah? With this unsuspected inner resource, which is allowing everything to occur, which is the screen. Yeah. I feel the satsang changes that. It gives you a different code than the mental GPS, yeah? It gives you a different logic. And the logic is uh, you can't get out of what you're not in, yeah? You can't arrive at where you already are, yeah? You can't, you know, you can do, you can use yourself to find yourself as much as you want. It's not going to do anything. Yeah, as Hawaiian Po would say, you can't use light to seek light. So obviously he was talking to you as light. Yeah. You can't use mind, big M mind to seek mind. You can't use Buddha to seek the Buddha. Why? Because using the Buddha to seek the Buddha will disguise the nature of the Buddha to the Buddha seemingly. That's impossible. Well, it's possible in dreaming because impossibilities happen all fucking day here. Yeah. Impossible shit happens all the time because it's not real. Yes. So this whole story of being Paul is not real. Fundamentally, that's awesome. Yeah. So that basically, no matter all the shenanigans it gets into, once you take a few deep breaths, everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't, you get fooled, maybe the old reaction, but then the deeper response is cool. Yes. You travel lighter through it all. And then when something reacts, it's not you anyway. And so there's the jealousy. Someone points it out. Oh, yes. And then there's the owning of the jealousy. That becomes the bigger problem. So now it's you. And it's not only you being jealous. You're a jealous you, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, it's already turned into a noun. You're a jealous guy. <laughs> I mean, and now you want to change the cement. What you're, what you're walking on after it's set, give me a fucking break <laughs> to get the fucking, yeah? Doesn't work, does it? I vow I'm never gonna judge. The whole system judges, that's all it does. It can't see one from without another. That's how it does. It's comparison constantly. I'm not going to judge, <laughs> give me a break. Just see you're not that which is judging. See, you're not that which is judging, yeah? The mythical now, it's not denying the verb. All right, let all the verbs land. But there is a negation of the mythical now. Yeah, yeah. Jealousy does not imply there's one who's jealous. Only in the mental activity does that happen. Yes, jealousy is jealousy. Thousands of other shit come up all day. Yeah. Every minute. Every minute, yes. I mean... But, you know, I fell for that. I was. I was trying to, you know, there was an urban renewal project and was needed, but it got really carried away when the policeman took over from the thief. It needed urban renewal, but it wasn't like, fuck, you know. Yeah, it went, it went way beyond. And then I lost, when I saw self wasn't me. Yeah, this idea of Paul, the ideation wasn't me. I didn't... It didn't have many appendages. It was just that. It's foreign. Yeah. Then one of the things I, I uh, observed was my trying to promote myself or get better stopped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
to the point I saw my interest in me being healthy was part of the illness I was under. My head was so obsessed with me being better, it was making me worse. So basically it was like, uh, how to get this thing to go around the corner for more than a half an hour and let life take care of itself. And it's been working you know, for years now, so. All right. Anyone have a question, answer? We're gonna to go to coffee today, yes? You be on Zoom, wanna raise your hand? I know, well, let it bleed out. Don't give it mouth to mouth resuscitation. <laughs> it's a, one of those blow up dolls. All right, Mike. Yes, Irene has her hand up. Irene, yes, Irene. I think I'm gonna be asked a question about the word shame. Yes? Uh, again, It seems stickier than the rest. It seems more primal. It seems my attraction is deeper. But it's all rooted in the deeper one, which is you as a long lasting independent separate entity that could have done something different. Yeah. Yeah, so this is why the hierarchy of let's say jealousy and shame I don't care about. I care about the feeling of being the one who's jealous or the one who has shame. That's always the higher point of any hierarchy when we build this message, yes? That to me is the primary point. No matter how primal and other shit is, to me, this is the, uh, this is the sweet spot, so to speak, yeah? So I use anything to actually go before, like I like what Ramana Maharshi, in one of these pamphlets I have, from when I was over in where he lived, Tiruvannamalai. They, they used to, for like a five cents, you'd get these little booklets of his teachings, like nuggets of great stuff. And we've used it a couple months ago where he's, he's confronted once again with this question about is there predetermination or free will or is free will part of the predetermination, yes? Yeah, so the feeling of free will is also the predetermined thing. And so he said, uh, first he answered it in a beautiful way. He says, if there's a sense of individuality, see? That's what we're talking about all the time here. This is the point. We may uh, lean or stretch away from it, but we never leave that point, hopefully, in the talks, yeah? So... If there's a sense of individuality, there'll be a sense of free will. So the feeling of being a someone, one of what comes along with that is a feeling of having free will or whose life would it be anyway? Yeah. So the sense of reinforcing the idea of being the individual is the idea of free will. Yeah. Because if you just did what you did, where would be the guilt and shame? But you should have known better. Yeah or you could have done something else, or you'd never fucking get it, yeah? So this, it creates a field day for the head to ideate over this fucking idea 
of the one who's guilty or one shameful or the one who has free will and I should have some, did something. So he has it down perfectly. There is no idea of free will without the sense of individuality. What's the sense of individuality? The feeling that when anything happens, I'm the one who's doing it, or I'm, see, I'm the seer, I'm the hearer, I'm the feeler. And I, I that's doing all that is a body, a long lasting, independent, separate thing that has free will and determines its own life. Yeah, FOMO. So this is why it's such an interesting topic to people who have that react, that are, that have that, uh, programming because they'd like to get some answer for it but the real answer won't be found in that it's found in the sense of individuality he's not saying you're an individual he says there's a sense of individuality that sense is produced it's like a scent that's produced yes it's not it's not coming from the i am it actually relies on the i am that feeling of existence to use the feeling of existence to say paul exists Paul as seen by the mental state, yeah? So its platform is super solid, which is the I am. What it builds on that platform is quite suspect, which is I am Paul who did this and should have done that and that, yes? So there's a very difficult way because you've got a, the wheat and the chaff seem similar and how to separate, yeah? How to separate the two. You are, yes, that sense of I am is I am. It's just not Paul. Yeah. So, what verifies Paul as being a long lasting, independent, separate existence is a lot of remembering and also the sense of I am, which doesn't say there's a Paul at all. It's the sense of I am means existence, you know, you're on. It doesn't say Paul's on. That's how the head uses it. See? So, the head not having anything to anchor in claims the greatest anchor, which is the I am. And then it puts Paul on top. And now the interest and attention is never is allowed not to, doesn't go to the I am, it goes to I am Paul. And so this, it becomes a loop of self-importance. The interest and attention goes out. It brings everything back to you, to you you're not and on and on and what's fueling it in a great, obviously neutral, unknowing manner is the I am, yeah? Existence is given freely, it's appearing freely. The head's claiming it to use it to promote a story, yeah? And then the story isn't all the stories, it's the one who has the stories. That's the biggest story, is the one who has them, yeah? The one who is jealous is much bigger than the, the idea of jealousy. It's the one, because, this one thinks I shouldn't be jealous when there's jealousy in the programming. It's a fucking no-win situation. That's the beauty of it. Finally fucking admit it. There's no winning here. Hallelujah. You just won the, you got the fucking uh, sweepstake. You just won the lottery. Far out. It was when you stop buying the tickets, you win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, shame, guilt. I was actually, Irene, uh, Amelia and I were bouncing it around because I remember when I was a kid, 
you know, you love your mom and everything. And then when you get a little older and your mom's quite overweight and stuff, you get ashamed of your mom sometimes when other people see her and she's very big and you're like feeling a little, yeah, this stuff. This is all rooted and based in the sense of this individuality. That's what gives license and, and space for all this other shit to grow. Yeah. So why not get to that point? Because if you lose interest in that, all the straitjacket meanings you have given things, those straitjackets will be pulled off. And that thing that you called that was the worst thing that ever happened may be seen as the best thing that ever happened. As soon as you allow those straitjackets of meaning to be taken off. And you can't do that. You lose interest in you and it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's how it worked with me. I was trying my hardest to lose interest in self as self. I was. It didn't work. And after blaming myself for years, it didn't work. It had nothing to do with it. It wasn't working for me. It didn't work. Self can't get out of self. So wait a minute. What's one to do? Well, I heard non-duality. Nothing. Really. That was the best answer I ever heard. It's been the last answer, seriously. I haven't changed in years. Just it's the last answer took away any need for any other answers about this topic. Hallelujah. Nothing else. All the other answers always led to another answer. This this just put the end to seeking answers. It's great. Yeah. I'm completely available for Saturday. <laughs> I won't be available to Saturday because I think the real answer is going to be Tuesday. So I'm getting ready for Tuesday. I'm going on that big trip and Tuesday. So Saturday's, oh, fuck Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. No, Saturday's it. <laughs> I'm going to Mecca, which is uh, the fireside cafe. Yes. And I'm going to be with my community now. And we're going to be, be enjoying peace of mind and traveling lighter. Fantastic. What more do you want? Yeah, we're in it. We've got what we were looking for right now. Freedom from this bondage itself. We've got it. So just flex those muscles. Enjoy the day. Enjoy company. I look forward to this. Am I getting anything out of it? Probably not. That's the great news. A coffee? Yes. Yeah. No, if Chris is here, I know I'll get a coffee. With you guys, I don't know. I'll be buying you coffees. Yeah. Which I'm not liking so much. So, so uh, yeah. You know, so if you have any questions over there, everyone here is muted completely. See, if you came to a live meeting, you'd be muted. I'm telling you. We haven't had a question live for years. <laughs> This whole Zoom thing has opened up a Pandora's box. No. All right. All right, Mike. Uh, Chris has his hand up. Hey, Chris. Can you hear it, guys? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so let me let me get into Pandora's box then. Um, so, no, but sh guilt and shame has been something that has, well, for the action figure, it, it, it was something that, that really affected me. But... When when, I, when you look at guilt and shame, it, you see that pride is the same thing as guilt and shame as well, right? So I was told that the antidote for guilt and shame was to be proud of myself, which is not right, you know what I mean? Because it's kind of like 
perpetuating the selfing, isn't it? Because yeah. if you're proud of yourself, then who, what, what really is pride? You know, so just think about that. You know, that you, you really need to stay with that a little bit that, you know, we put a lot of weight on these words that guilt is bad and shame is bad, but pride is good. But no, nah, they're the same shit at, at the end of the day. So but you know what it is? You know what it is in the realm of the programming? Yes. But that can go on and not have the effect it used to have if you're seeing it from outside the programming. So this isn't about the programming changing. It's about losing interest in the program. So, so the pride will arise. And, you, and it's unbelievable. I've seen pride, the producing of pride, be very valuable. So you'll see when, when you are not, when the mental state isn't that which is giving all the meaning to everything. Yeah. A lot of things that got bad raps start delivering some goods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, no, it's, it's, it's super interesting, right? Because it shows the claiming, right? That that the mental state is kind of claiming everything. Yes. You know? But it, it's not good and bad. It's just like, is it, it just this isness, suchness, you know? I, I don't know what they call it in Buddhism or anything, but suchness, right? It's just yeah. is, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah, um, use different ways to present it. So there is a distinction because there's verbing and then there's a, a mental nouning. Yeah. And after a while, all day you're at the effect of the verbing and you get a feeling of it. And when you have a, a hear an understanding about the noun, you'll see the difference of how it feels. The noun is like a, like a rock in the water and the verbing is like the water. Yes, it's something, it's just, uh, but without any, when it's, the rock is super emphasized, the noun is super emphasized and the verb is under, you can't, you can't recognize the two currents, yeah, because you have it already in a biased way, but when you start questioning the noun, and then you feel the two currents of living or uh, an interpretation of life, it's distinct, you'll feel a big difference. In it, yeah, and you'll start recognizing when uh, the the head is trying to formulate a noun out of what's happening, and then you can just greet it with "I'm not that," and it doesn't have to be stated. You're in the habit of seeing it as not that, yeah. Just like you're in the habit of seeing all these thoughts as yours, that's now changed. You're seeing the thoughts as not yours, yeah. I don't say every thought mine, mine, mine. I have a feeling that they're mine. Yeah, the same thing after hearing satsang, you're not going to be going not mine, not mine, not mine, you're going to have a feeling that they're not yours, a feeling, it's be established, you don't have to do anything about it, it's practice, it's use, which is always available, because a lot of shit's not you, it will get, the muscle will be used all day, yeah, and after a while, it's not said like, not me, not me, it's just, it's a knowledge that it's not you, yeah, this is, see, this knowledge uh, doesn't need so much effort because it's based on truth in a way. So a little bit of knowledge goes a long way because there's a whole lot of truth to it. Yeah. Knowledge without truth, it can be fucking reams and reams of fucking evidence and all this shit. This is simple. There's the knowledge and then there's a huge thing called truth. And matching those two brings like a, a sense of 
abidance, let's say, that doesn't need to be reinforced or maintained because you're using the muscle all day, seeing a lot of false evidence as false evidence. And actually, not, not even that, seeing that which is imaged by listening to the false evidence is false evidence. There isn't a long, the thing is not what's perceiving. It's just that simple. <laughs> yeah, you can say tons of shit, but when you get to the bottom of it, that which can be perceived cannot be perceiving as the great Hoang Po gave us, yeah? Yeah, yeah, now sit on that for a while. That's beautiful. And just one last thing, Paul, um, that, I'm sorry, um, because you were talking about truth um, and I'm, I'm sorry if this like triggers anybody or anything like that, but apparently like Hitler, in Mein Kampf, right, his book, he wrote that the only difference between, well, what he was saying was, is that a lie is only a lie because it wasn't said enough, right? Yes. So what Up he's again. saying is, is that if you say a lie enough, it becomes true, right? And just think about that, right? Because that's the thought system. The thought system is, is just lying to you, lying to you, lying to you, lying to you, lying yes. to you. And then you think it's true, right? And yeah. <laughs> I just stay but with that, that, bit, that right? You know, that possibility is completely based on uh, the condition we're in, which is dreaming. Yeah. Yes. The dreaming allows that which isn't true to appear to be true. Yes. So false evidence can appear to be real in dreaming. There, There is... Uh, there's an aspect in the dreaming, which isn't dreaming, which is us. Yeah, we're the act of dreaming as the manifestation of what we are, but we are that still stillness and quiet. Yeah, that suchness, that before suchness. Yeah, and that is where you can see false and true from. Yeah, but of course in dreaming, anything goes. And of course they say now with the internet that a lie travels much faster than the truth. Yeah. When they're trying to get it out, it goes much, much faster than the truth. The system itself that we use for the internet and everything mimics the head in a way. It has a bias. The algorithm likes violence, likes fucking drama, likes, uh, you know, fucking chaos and agitation. So it, if you're following it, very, you know, could have been, could be innocently, the, the feeds you're getting are directed. They're not just like random snowflakes, they're directed. Algorithms are directing what you're being fed <laughs> as the action figure, this is the way it goes. Yeah, so <laughs> false evidence begets a lot of false evidence. False evidence appearing real begets a lot of false evidence appearing real. <laughs> That's why I humbly believe, why not just go here before you get sucked into there? Just go here and see if this is true. Yeah, yeah, it's simple. It's right, always available at all times. You can just look in and everything is revealed. Yeah, but yeah, so yes, it's, um, again, the head, if you look at the thought system, the thought system happens now, but its value is in yesterday and tomorrow. 
how much more do you need to learn about the thought system to come to a point that for your point, for your usage, it's failed <laughs> because you're here. <laughs> and it's talking always about you were here and you will be here. Yeah. You don't need too much messages while you're here. It's, it's self-evidence. The I am, the existence is all, it's, it's, it, it could be called a radical basis, but it's pretty sound, the idea of existing. <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's an on and off switch and that you have anything to do with it. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, the I am yeah. is way always. The dreaming is always in time. Yeah. The I am is always in no time. Yeah. Always in no time outweighs always in time. Yeah. Yeah. And we are, we, we may be in time, but we're not of time. We are of that timelessness. So that, that foot can uh, lend direction to the foot that's in time. That foot that's of timelessness can be very influential to the other foot. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for that, all that share. This is what we're looking at here. Uh, forget the people. <laughs> The space, you see the space? There's three birds up there, no two birds. Can you see it there? Did you see the sky up here? No? Forget these clouds, forget them. They're coming and going. In my head, they'll be dispersed by as soon as I don't see them. <laughs> <laughs> not you chris i have interest in you you're the coffee buyer <laughs> all right well anyone have a question in the zoom thank you all everyone's yes. right here kathy hawaii and then we'll take off soon it's uh who kathy hawaii all right oh kathy come on in hey paul First time I'm sharing, this is, I really knew it, non-duality. Um, I'm trying to find meaning in my life and uh, I'm having a hard time with it. You're trying to find meaning? Yeah, so when you brought up about um, the noun and the verb and um, trying to find meaning in what this person did or said or what I did or Yes. And I started thinking about, um, well, I have been thinking about my reason for for being here, if not to try here to. Or here, the big here? Yeah, here on this planet, I guess, you know. So I don't know what I'm asking. I just uh, just wanted to share my my heart with the group and uh, I thought I would find it getting clean and sober. And to some extent, maybe I did. So um, 
I guess I'll be more specific and I don't know if this will shed any light on what I'm trying to say or what I'm not saying or whatever, but you know how in the Bible, Jesus said, um, those who seek to save their lives will lose it, but those who lose their lives for my sake will find it. I remember hearing that when I was a child and I always wondered what that meant, you know, and I think I put my own twist to it, I put my own twist twist on it but I know that my self-will in my alcoholism I was trying to find my life was felt good when I was uh I I just didn't like the consequences you know <laughs> so that's all I don't know if that makes sense I'm probably spinning in my own crap but no no it's great honey yeah it's just I think St. Saint Francis says in one of the prayers from him, it's in self-forgetting that you're reborn, you know, something like that. So the self-forgetting is like losing interest in self, yeah? But see, self can't forget self. This is the thing. Before you lose interest in self, it's good to have an understanding of the mental activity of claiming everything, yeah? Because if you don't see that, you may be looking from it when you're trying to lose interest in self. It may be self claiming to be the one trying to lose interest in self. Just good to know. Because if you don't know it, you're going to be looking from it, really. It's going to be like an open air disguise. It's going to be right out in the open. You, won't, you'll, you can get super clear and not be clear about that. So I'm just giving you something that I learned and then I just put words to it from going to satsangs, which is, and there was a famous guy uh, who was an alcoholic, um, a Tibetan dude who wrote a book. What was remember his name? Trumpershe, Rinpoche. Yeah, Trungpa Rinpoche. He had a little trouble seemingly with the liquor and uh, or people had trouble with him with the liquor. So. He wrote a book called uh, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. And the first paragraph in the book was first thing you need to know. And but he used the term ego, that ego is going to take advantage of anything it, it's brought into contact with. Yeah. Made a very it had a big effect on me because I felt like he was describing an ongoing scene of a crime I was in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on, but he gave it a name and it seemed to capture that which I was feeling. Yeah. And then it was that made a big impact on me. And then I just did what I was doing. And then um, then I saw in my own sense that this mental activity, not you, it's a mental activity. You're not doing the mental activity. It's a mental activity that whatever it's brought into contact with, which is through us, you know, consciousness, you want to call it, it's going to claim. It doesn't matter what it is, it's going to claim it and put it to use to reinforce a story that is selling. Yeah. So, and it's not volitional. You're not choosing that. You're not doing it. It's happening and you're taking yourself to be the product, really. And so it sells you this idea that you were the doer of something. And then, all right, it presents you. So here's the something. There was some doing or there was doing. And then there was a claiming of that. And then there was the product 
that it must be a you that was doing it. Yeah. So it sells you that. And as soon as you buy it, that you gets presupposed before everything. And now it's not only been the doer of this, it's the doer of everything. Yes. It's a real maneuver. It's a magic trick in time. That's why it has to have dreaming. So something that isn't there is implied to be there by the claiming of what was happening or is happening. And then that phantom possibility is seen as a noun and that noun is the doer, not only of this doing, but all the doings that are ever gonna be noticed by the mental activity. Yeah, you're not doing, I'm not doing that. Selfing is generated not from us. We're not in, we're not planning it. We're not choosing it every day. It's, we're under its influence, so to speak, because we're like a neutral force. Yeah. We can be moved this way, that way by whatever's moving us. Yeah. So the key is not the faith. The faith is a force that we are. It's what it's put in. So in recovery, we have a very dualistic view of it. And it says perhaps as an action figure, you know, when the action figure is dealing with these, these things that are going on, it's presented as perhaps there's a better way. So the one way is what? Trusting finite self. And the other way is trusting the infinite. That's it. Yeah. So basically, what happens when you hear that? You don't rush to trust in the infinite. You question, hey, recognize the trusting the finite self because that's what's been actually going on, yeah? The hopes is more trusting infinite, but let's look at what's really the trusting the finite self. And that trusting the finite self is difficult to see because it's using an act of being identified as self. So when you start, let's say it's playing God, and then it hears that it has to stop playing God, yeah? it sets off on a course to stop playing God, that's playing God, yeah? So self can't get out of self. So knowing that when you see something happening and you're built, you'll see, you'll be, let's say on the Ford, you know, conveyor line. You'll see there's no fucking uh, Galaxy 500. It's a tire, axle, and then it's being built and there's the car. Yeah, but now, and now you see it clearly. You see nothing and then, and then the car. You don't see the car doing the building of the galaxy. You see the building of something and it's called galaxy, Ford galaxy. How the mental state does it, the Ford galaxy is now building the Ford galaxy. Yeah, and if, and if it's a Chevy Monte Carlo, it's the Ford galaxy building the Chevy. To call it. Whatever is happening now, it's the Ford galaxy. This is false evidence, obviously, yeah. appearing real. Yeah. But it has to appear real to us because we're reality. We are. We're reality. That's why uh, things can seem to be true and, and seem not to be true because they're seeming to be true to reality and then something changes in you and now they seem not to be true to reality. We're reality, not Paul. Paul is not the reality. What we are is the reality. Yeah, as Ramana said, it's not clothed in mystery. He says the greatest mystery being ourselves reality 
is reality wanting to attain reality. That's not an esoteric hidden hieroglyphic message. It's a description very clearly, yeah? The greatest mystery in his point of view, which he's lending a lot of meaning to this statement, yeah? The greatest mystery from Ramana Maharshi, the greatest mystery being ourselves reality, reality wanting to attain reality. But wear the shoe if it fits, wear it, see? It caught me, I was, I just, I pleaded guilty when I'd be reading these things, guilty as charged, guilty as charged. And it led to me not being the one who is guilty. I didn't have to deny it, I'm not that. That's the idea, the subtle assumption, I'm hoping it's true. And then I try to act like that. And I told the truth about shit that I wanted to avoid the rest of my fucking life. Let the, that shit land and thinking it was gonna kill me and it didn't. And it showed me not to be, it wasn't true. If I let it be its real, what I thought it was, it would reveal its truth, which is it ain't. Yeah. So I saw what I'm not. And then I got the intimation of what I am. As close as I can get to it is seeing what I'm not. Yeah. Can't get any closer than that because I am that which is seeing what I'm not. And when I see what I'm not, I get farther away from that. And in an intimation, I feel closer to this, that which I can never be far from, but an intimation of it. That's exactly how it feels. Yeah. So it's a magic trick. It needs time. It needs all this shit. But most importantly, it needs us, the reality. Yeah. And like it says, the only illusion that could fool reality would be an illusion that reality is in cahoots with. So for some reason or another, we've given uh, our the consent really without knowing it. And this whole bubble has grown and it's gonna pop when you're 90, 80, whenever, yeah? Yeah, and it's gonna be like nothing ever happened, at least to the ants, to the elephants and most people that live in Marin City. They're not following the life and times of Paul Edelman. It'll be like fucking, they don't know who I am. Exactly, for most people, I'm a complete fucking stranger like an ant would be to a fucking elephant. Yeah, I like to see ourselves as ants because it brings a little bit of a downsizing and a humility. Yeah, what we're taking to be so important, almost everyone else on the planet isn't. It really. The self-centeredness, it's just a field. It's having a fucking field day. It's like, it's like if you could see energy and filling an arena it would be the self-ideation i mean just look at the phone i bet you when she was flipping in that bus she was probably trying to video the flipping of the bus so she could if she could live through it she would post it on fucking tiktok could you imagine us mind boggling phone life preserver i'll take the phone i'll 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 film the shark eating me <laughs> Take the preserve idiot. I don't know. It's crazy. All right. Thank you. I think we're going to end now, unless there's any more questions. I'm showing. Well, I want you to keep talking. So, this <laughs> YouTube, just plug it in 24 7. I've been listening to your old audios and 
And it's like something just goes bing, you know, different these different points that you talk about. And you've already been talking about this, but I'd love to hear you talk more about the mental state is just talking about the past and future to build up the imagined. Yes. Self. Well, you just talked about it. Yeah. I know, but you riff on it for me, please. Oh, like a performing animal. Like a perform, yeah, exactly. All right, all right. <laughs> well, the thing I thought we ripped on a little earlier, but yes, if something is implied to be so, but isn't, it has to be implied a lot, yeah? Yes? If something is, isn't is so, for it to appear to be so, has to be implied quite a lot, or there'll be big gaps where you'll see it's not so. So basically, it doesn't have enough going on in this moment, so it made up the past and future so that it can get obsessed around you in the past and get obsessed around you in the future. So there's, both of them are remembering self. When you're worrying about you as in the future, that's the, the act of remembering self now. And when you're going over what happened to the self in the past, that's remembering self now. They're both vehicles to remember self. Yeah. So self, because it isn't here, it can't have a say. It's not an influence right now. It has to be remembered. What is doesn't need to be remembered because it can't be forgotten. It is. Yeah. The head is forgotten quite a lot when you're doing something you love. Let's say you're surfing and you catch a nice wave or you get stopped by a sunset or you get stopped by the wind or a hummingbird. The remembering of self gets stopped fucking quite a lot. And therefore you're free at that moment. Yeah. As as if as you already are. But in this moment of time, you're free. You're free from self. Yeah. What happens is time continues and it's remembered again. And then it claims and tries to cover up its absence. You can see it. You can just a simple example. You're on a beautiful wave, everything else. And then you're coming out and you hope somebody saw you catch the wave. Yeah. You want to be the one who caught that big wave. It's just natural, not natural. It's just the, the system. So, but what was on that thing that wants to claim the wave wasn't on the wave. You weren't remembering it at that moment. You were engaged. When you're getting, when you're moving down a face of something that can squish you badly. You're, you're not like thinking about yesterday or tomorrow. <laughs> you're fucking in the moment riding something that's got some fucking huge power. And so there you go. Then time continues. You're not always in the water. When you leave the water, it starts remembering you as the surfer. Yes. And then you start going in the water thinking a wave is your wave and fucking a lot of aggression happens in the water. Hey, that was my wave. And you're going wave, wave, <laughs> they keep coming. That was yours. I can recognize it. I didn't see your name on it. That was my wave, you know? So yeah, the head gets into it. It's just the way it goes. So yeah. So the, the idea, the head, it's not you. This is the whole point. We are what they call in spirituality, witnessing the mental activity. The mental activity is claiming that we're someone. We're not claiming that. The mental, you didn't claim that when you were a baby. The mental state hadn't developed. You were just fucking, yeah? There was no, oh, this Paul shouldn't be doing this. 
You know, there was none of that. The, the, the baby doesn't look embarrassed when he's walking around with a big shit in its fucking pants. It's just walking around. Doesn't care. None of that's developed yet. It gets developed. Yes? And therefore, everything now is a vehicle, from the mental point of view, is a vehicle to reinforce the idea of that which can be perceived is what's perceived. You know, Paul is the one who's conscious. Paul is this. Paul is that. Yeah. There you go. All right. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> thank you. Brilliant. <laughs> Anytime. Anytime Zoe wants anything, uh, we'll, we'll be dancing all the way to Arkansas. And dance with Bruce now. Oh, Bruce. All right. Then after Bruce, it's over. Eh? Yeah, everyone's getting restless here. Real brief. All right, Bruce. Uh, like when you talk about you can have a glass of uh, river water, but where's the flowing? That's right. Um, I just know my best. Um, Hold on. We just found a, a bug, an Adyashanti bug. <laughs> yeah. They're fucking, uh, hey, get away from them. All right, I had a shoe out to Shanti away. He comes here with disguises. I couldn't recognize him. All right, all right, go ahead, Bruce. Yes. So, my experience in amateur acting, um, the the director would always say, the teacher would always say, uh, just react, react, react. Um, but then while reacting as the actor, um, and then seeing that I'm not the actor anymore, it's the reacting is the, the character, the acting of character through the actor and the seeing of that. Like, I'm not the actor playing the character. I'm, I'm kind of seeing through the eyes or playing, you know, as yeah. the avatar actor. Anyway, I just, just wanted to share that. Thanks for everything, Well, it's everyone. the character taking itself to be the actor that takes on a character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so by taking Thanks. on a character, he doesn't think he's the character. He's the actor. Yeah, but it was the character, it's like be, first there is a mountain. So first there is there is a an actor character, then there is an actor, then there is no actor, then there's a character, whatever. <laughs> it was good up here, but it didn't come out. But I get it, Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. You know, you have uh well. Yeah. All right. Hey, I'm really happy to be here today and uh, it'll be nice to, uh, well, let's just say goodbye to everybody. We got Mike. Mike, thank you so much. Eh? Hey, do you know that the, uh, the, uh, the other days of the of schedule come up on the website? They only had Saturday today. Yeah, I just did it just a few minutes ago. <laughs> and can you get up that one in, um, the in uh, Auburn? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna send you Walker. from the uh, for this the East Coast trip too. I got some dates set. And uh, John Walker uh, had to retire, and he sends his love to you and all. Oh, great! Yeah. All right. We have Zoe. Nice to see you, Zoe. Thank you. Thanks, Andy S. 
Chris G. Chris, thank you. Dennis W. Uh, we got Esther. Nice to see you, Esther, all as well, I hope. Yep, that's good. Tariq, I'm coming to Dover, so be get your ticket by the 11th, June. Yeah. Jay, J-A. Yeah, I think Jay has a, for the people that may be interested, he has, uh, he has a uh, beautiful music. Yes. What's? Can you describe it a little, Jay? Yeah, I just released some new stuff. Actually, I use a multi looper, and I do all these different kind of chants from all over the world, like um, styles of chanting, and I layer them all up to make these big soundscapes. But if you just search my name, Jay Andrews, on uh, Spotify or something, it's all on there. Oh, great! Yeah, fantastic, Jay Andrew. Yeah, check mm. it out. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. Akila, nice to see you again. Thank you for showing up. Pleasure. We got Andy S. there. I got them already. Troy, Mike, and also for everyone, there's openings for the Sicily trip. We got everything set up. So if you're interested, just let us know before October. And uh, yeah. Between about September or something. The end of August. The end of August. <laughs> uh, that's from Amelia, yeah. The end of August. All right, Troy B. I don't know if I met you before, Troy. Have you been here before? Once? Something? All right. Oh, I've okay. listened to your I've listened to your recordings for months. Oh, great, great. Well, thank you for showing up. Nice to see you. We got Calum, a man from Romania. Nice to see you. Hey, Calum, come on uh, Saturday the 27th. We'll be up with uh, Maria and stuff, and uh, me too, and Mihai, our Romanian friends. Next Saturday? Yeah, I think not. Is it next Saturday? No. The following one. The following one. Yeah. We'll be on. We'll be. At least Maria will be on the Saturday one for sure. She's yeah. from Romania. Yeah. Okay. Nice, nice to see you. Yep. My yeah. Oh, there's a lovely daughter. Yes, the cat. Very good. We got Gary C. He's in Placerville. Nice to see you, Gary. Elon. I think I got it right. Yep. Mia down in San Diego. We all say hello to Mia. Hi, Mia. Hi, Mia. John K. Bruce, thank you, everyone. Alexander, Roman, Chris in Boston. I'll be seeing you soon, Chris, I hope. Axel, nice to have you here, Axel. Welcome. Rob, Massachusetts. Kathy in Hawaii, very welcome to Kathy. I'm happy you're here. Thank you for uh, holding the space with every one of us. Yes. Uh, let's see. We've got Kathleen M. Kathleen, you're coming to Sicily too, eh? Yes, I am. I'm excited. Great. All right. We got Suzanne M. She's nice and chilling. Kathy again. Yeah. Keith, Portland, Oregon. Richard H. Richard, I hope to see you up there. We'll be up in Auburn. Saturday. Sounds good. Yeah. 
We got Al being from Vegas. Uh, Sally, nice to see you. Shannon Corkery. Jimmy R. Hey, Jimmy, thanks for dropping in. Tommy, Andrew, Alan O. I think I got everyone. Hey, thank you so much for the, for, uh, the day. Appreciate it.